words and good wishes to all of you, dear listeners. Our episode today is brought to us by a new supplement from Cobalt Press. Expand the options for your Al-Kadim, Forgotten Realms, or Homebrew campaign with Cobalt Press's Genies Great and Small, 21 New Genies of Zakara. You'll get more than 20 new genies, huge sandstorm and oasis genies, tasked genies, and a template for bottle genies. Available in both PDF and print, Genies Great and Small provides much lore and much more about the spirits of the lamp. For more information, go to the DMs Guild and search Genies Great and Small, or take a look in the description of this episode. And now, without further ado... Dames and Dragons. <laughs> uh, so, welcome to Dames and Dragons. This week, it's just uh, just me and Noel here in in our soundproof room in which we record. I'm so glad that we finally got rid of the dead weight on our podcast, Sophia and Caitlin. I know. Oh, my this is... God. What was that? <sighs> you um, thought you could no. get rid of us. <laughs> it's coming from inside the walls. <laughs> We're going to turn you into house meat next. What's that, What's that squelching? <laughs> Ooh. I guess. No, you well, better I guess watch we just... out. Watch your back. <laughs> We should play some D&D to settle these spirits. DM. I'm Noelle, and I play Fran. Hi, I'm Sophia, and I play Laika, a tiefling paladin. Hi, I'm Housemeat POTUS official, and oh I play God. Corbin, a uh, human. Oh, Druid. all right, gentle, gentle listeners. This is going to be a fun episode. We are learning some new things here at the Dames and Dragons podcast. We are we're learning how to use Roll Twenty, how to record remotely. We are learning friendship. You're learning love. Wow. <laughs> um, I promise to learn at least one of those. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Sophia and Caitlin are out of the room today, and we are using Roll20 for the first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and for some reason, Sophie's Roll20 username is Housemeat, and Caitlin's <laughs> is Housemeat POTUS Official. Yeah. <laughs> so... Last time, y'all explored the living quarters in Torvis Jaw. You went into the zoo and were almost attacked by a vapor lynx. However, you skillfully avoided that encounter by shutting the door in the cat's face and uh, getting Phelan to take care of it for you. So after uh, talking with the god of betrayers for a while, he did what he does best and betrayed his father and let you guys into the vault. Once in the vault, you guys found Vioni's vessel, 
let her back into that. She helped you guys get the cloak to hide the goddess, teleported you out of Torva's jaw, and you thought at first that you were seeing the sunrise, but it's not the sunrise. You stare up at the temple and see flames licking at the sky. A huge blast hits above you and the mountain shakes. Mary's face settles into grim determination and she starts walking up the path. Uh, may I hold on? My Lady Kai. And this is Vioni speaking. She says, this is, this is Tehorva's declaration of war. We need to flee. And Mary turns on her heel and she looks at you, Fran, and Vioni, and she, she signs, I am not Kai. And her hands are vicious as she forms the words, I am not even a god. And yet here you are. God, restored to your vessel by our efforts, with all your powers, and you want to flee? Those people gave us shelter. We never would have made it across the mountain to free you without them. And Vioni shakes her head. I, I'm not powerful enough to stand up to him. And she steps backwards. I'm sorry, truly, I'm sorry. I won't go. She takes another deep breath and then reaches a hand up into the air. There are many dead on this mountain. I will do what I can. And a white mist forms around her hands and winds down her arm. And she exhales slowly and the mist drifts out from her and over the four of you. And as it settles into your skin, you feel revived and rejuvenated. (laughs) (laughs) That it is as if you've taken a full rest. Thank God. No sleep till Brooklyn, guys. (laughs) Just keep going. (laughs) So, Vioni. I'm sauntering up towards her with my arms outstretched. (laughs) (laughs) Like a magic man. Vioni is stepping back from you as you approach her. (laughs) Well, hey now. So, you wanted your, your body back and you have it. Why? If you're not gonna help people. You don't know where. You don't know what it was like being trapped. I had to get out. I won't let him trap me there again. But you'll, like, let us, like, die horribly. You're (laughs) three mortals among many. And she takes another step back, and uh, the white mist is beginning to form around her hands again. Cool. Um, Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) I'm gonna step towards her. This isn't going to stop if you keep running if you keep hiding it's just gonna keep happening you have our help as you finish saying that before vioni can say anything again the mountain quakes as there's a huge blast again from above you pebbles skitter down the path and vioni shakes her head i'm sorry the white mist runs up her arms and around her shoulders and then it obscures her completely and she's gone Cool. Well, another great interaction with a god. <laughs> like it writes on her armor where it says uh, gods to kill. She um, writes Vioni with a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I-, I don't think we should go maybe right for the danger. Is is there maybe a way that we can uh, go about this like in a strategic kind of way? Zarun is up there. We can't sit around making plans. We don't know this mountain. We don't know... St- Strategy? I'm great at strategy. Excuse you, Mary. (laughs) Mary, just hold on. We need to think before we act rashly. 
We are going to help them, and we're going to get Zerun, my grandpa. <laughs> That's first priority. I love those other people, but my grandpa needs rescuing. I could care less about those other people. Yeah, I only care about Zerun. <laughs> I want to hear Corbin's strategy, because he just said he's really good at strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Corbin, what, what you got up your sleeve? Okay. Not that you're wearing sleeves. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and cover up these guns, are you kidding me? Uh, I will go scout out the area. That's original. That's Corbin, that's a good strategy. Corbin, Corbin, and I, I take Corbin by the shoulders, and I stare into his eyes. I and- He stares back, <laughs> and his eyes are very black. Garvin, if you see a grate and you land on it, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> he laughs. <laughs> and he says, I think that I know who's going to land on grates, and it's me. Goodbye. And he turns into a person, by the way. Corbin, you son of a bitch. Son of a bitch, Corbin. Fran shakes her fist at the sky. So, Corbin, you fly up the mountain and you circle above the courtyard in front of the Temple of Yol, where you all just arrived a couple of days ago. You have to be careful as you fly because there are clouds of those blotter birds circling the battlefield. But you've gotten to know them a little bit after your time in their terrifying cage. And you're able to keep your distance enough that they don't seem to be interested in bothering you. What you see is a full-scale siege. Torva's troops pour over the north side of the mountain and are faced by a force of maybe 100, 150 tieflings who formed a perimeter around the entrance of the temple. There are a few scattered groups of tieflings engaging soldiers throughout the courtyard. The most terrifying thing, though, are three hulking mechanical contraptions. Another blast hits the temple and the group of fighters in front of it duck as rubble rains down. The face of Faro, which was carved into the mountain, has been completely obliterated. The blast came from one of these mechanical beasts. Huge metal barrels with four crab-like legs and a swiveling cannon on top. There's a viewport in the front through which you can see soldiers inside piloting the machine. One tiefling looses an arrow which sails through the narrow slot and hits the pilot. The machine falters, the cannon spins, firing blindly and taking out a group of Torva's soldiers before it collapses on its front legs and tips over with a groan of steel. Looking at the force of tieflings, you see that most of them are wielding bows, staves. They're not bladed weapons or really weapons that were meant for fighting a force like this, but they're well-trained. You can tell that watching them fight. You see a flash of steel in the group, and you spot someone you recognize. It's Salm, the pilgrim that you met coming up the mountain. He's in the back of the lines, catching Torva's soldiers before they can break through and get to the temple. All right, so that's what you see, Corbin. Okay, well, I look for any grates to land on, and I guess when I don't see any, I fly back. (laughs) I land next to... So where are we we in relation to this? Are we, like, a little bit down? You're probably about a 20-minute hike down the path. Okay. Um, So I land by our group, and I tell them what I saw. 
Do you turn back into a human? Yeah, I do. Okay, as soon as you turn back, um, Fran punches you in the ah! arm. Ah! <laughs> you landed on a grate, I'm going to know. I can smell it on you. <laughs> there weren't any grates to land on, I looked. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you tell them what you see? Yeah. What yeah, you yeah. saw? Okay. So what do you guys want to do? Okay, so the first thing we want to do is I communicate with Gingy telepathically, and I say... Gingy, come on. And, um, Where are you? Sorry, we got teleported away. Uh, we managed to get Vioni, but Zerun is in the Temple of Eol, and it's being attacked. I'm on my way. Thanks, Gingy. Let us know if you see anything on the way, and if you there's a way you can get into the temple to be with Zerun and protect people inside rather than join us on the battlefield, I think that's the best idea. And then I <laughs> telepathically blow her a kiss. Aw, cute. All right, so you guys head up the path. And as you get closer, you hear the sounds of battle above you, and the wind shifts and you are hit by the smell of blood and soot. You hear a huge explosion above you again, and some bodies tumble down the path. They're Torvaic soldiers. From the number of corpses that you're encountering, it seems like more of Torva's soldiers are falling than the tieflings. But it doesn't take long before you start seeing tiefling bodies, too. About halfway up the path, you come across a group of about five of Torva's soldiers fighting one tiefling who's armed with a bow and a quarterstaff. The tiefling tries to take off into the air to fire at them from above, but his wing is pierced by a soldier's thrown spear, and he crashes back into the ground and struggles to get back to his feet. Do you guys want to engage with that, or do you want to move past him? Yes, we want to intervene, because they're going to die otherwise. Roll initiative. So I got a 19. I got 13. I got 12. Okay. So the order is going to be Laika, Corbin, Fran, and then Mary. So uh, Laika, you go first. I think I will just attack. All right. With my attack bonus, it's 20. Nice. All right. Are you targeting just one of them? Just the closest one? Yeah. Uh, 18. Describe how you kill him. Oh, (laughs) he's dead. I plunge my greatsword into his chest. All right. He's down. What's your next attack? Whoever's closest to him, I'm just going to attack again. 18. That'll hit. Okay. Is it more than eight? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. then you kill him. These guys all only have eight hit points. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to walk over to the tiefling and stand in front of them. Are you okay? The tiefling tries to get to his feet and then cries out in pain and he shakes his head. Spear through the wing hurts pretty bad. I'll be okay, though. Uh, and Ooh. now it is Corbin's turn. For the first time in many, many years, I'm going to take my spear and tap someone lightly God with it. Damn it. Oh. I was hoping you'd forgotten about that goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, tap him lightly with your spear then. Roll, okay. roll the hip. Well, <laughs> that's like a six. <laughs> you tap him lightly with your spear. <laughs> oh, I literally tap him lightly. Yeah. You literally just tap him lightly with your spear. (laughs) Three more left. Okay, so I am going to also do something that I haven't done in many moons and use my fart hand to attack this man. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're we're going back to the classics here. Yeah, okay, so I hold out my hand towards the closest one and a puff of noxious gas just... Right out. All right, roll the hit. And I don't need to roll the hit. He needs to roll constitution. Okay. 
That's a natural 20. Whoa! Damn! He's strong as hell! He's resistant to farts. He's been in smelly barracks for so long. All right, does well, take, damn! Does he still take partial damage? Or? No, because okay. this is a cantrip. Oh, okay. All right, uh, now it is Mary's turn, and she is going to cast Shield of Faith on all of you, and you are all granted plus two AC for the duration. Oh, thank God! Duration is uh, up to ten minutes. Okay, now it's the soldier's turn. First one's going to go for Corbin. The 17 hit. God damn, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and that is going to be three damage. Oh, ouch. Ooh, ouch. Ouch. And the next <laughs> one's going to go for Laika. That doesn't hit. And third one is also going to go for Laika. Oh, and that is a critical failure. He <laughs> swings his great sword at you, Laika. But he overbalances and falls over and is knocked prone. Embarrassing. <laughs> I've been there. All right. And we're back to Laika. I'll attack the guy fighting me and then the one that's attacking Corbin, hopefully. So uh, that'll hit. Okay. Little damage. So it's more than eight. All right. You kill him. How do you kill him? Is there a way to like non-violently kill him? I mean, No. <laughs> Killing is in I mean, his. Is, is there a way to like <laughs> knock him unconscious? Or you could. I mean, you could do non-lethal damage. Yeah. You could, All right. Like, I want to do non-lethal damage and just knock him out. You, you already killed two. Yeah, guys. you've already killed a man. I'm deciding to spare this one so he can tell his friends. <laughs> All right. So you you hit him with the flat of your blade, and uh, he goes down unconscious. And I whisper, "Tell your friends." <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about your next attack? So that'll hit. That is also more than eight. I kill him non-lethally, and I give him a, my business card. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Corbin, it's your turn. Uh, okay, that guy on the ground is still there, right? Yeah, he is. Uh, I guess I'm going to try and stab him with my spear. I mean, I mean. No, no, you already no, said it. You already no, said it. Roll for no. damage. Roll to hit. Roll to hit. 11. No, it does not hit. 11 does not hit. God damn it. Okay, so that guy's still on the ground, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is he wearing metal armor? Yeah. I um, hold my hand out to help him up. Oh, uh, he he accepts it. And then I cast Shocking Grasp. I knew it. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Go for it. Betrayer. I'm non-lethally, if that is possible. I get, yeah. 13. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. That, that just hits. Okay, that does three damage. <laughs> All right, that hurts him. He is hurt. Mary is going to cast Cure Wounds on the tiefling. And uh, she is able to stitch up the hole in his wing. Oh, this wow. golden light flows over him from her nice. hands. Good job, Mary. All right, and now it's the soldier's turn, and he is going to try and stab you with his spear, Fran. <laughs> oh, and he rolled another one. <laughs> this guy's just so bad. He fell down again. Yeah, he fell down again. He like tried to stab you. He missed and he fell again. Okay, I'm um just going to try to non-lethally knock him out. So that's an 18. Yeah, then you sort of whack him on the head with the butt of your sword and he goes down. Hey, so that's all of them, right? How does Laika feel that she has killed two men? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Laika looks shaken, but she her face is like stony. Mm. So should we go? Before we go into battle, I want to do two things. Um, and the first is cast pass without a trace. Ooh, good idea. And the second is I want to cast bark skin on Fran. 
and <laughs> that is a spell that when I touch a willing creature until the spell ends, the target skin has a rough and bark-like appearance. Uh, oh. Have fun with that. Oh, my God. Uh, and oh. <laughs> your AC cannot be less than 16, regardless of what kind of armor you're wearing. Kaboom. Yeah, so you nice. now have 16 I hate AC. it, though. I fucking hate it. So I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Is the bark still blue? Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be. Gross. All right, let's go. So you guys head up the mountain. It takes, you know, another 10, 15 minutes to hike through the snow. The tiefling that you rescued, he's following behind you guys. He's doing a lot better since Mary was able to heal them. Uh, as you guys are walking, he says, who, who are you guys? We're just like some interested parties. We're the god killers, bitch. We're not the god killers, yes. except for maybe one god. Well, whoever you are. There's certainly one god that needs killing. That's who we're here for. He looks up the path and nods. It's not pretty up there. Is there anything you can tell us about the situation that might help? There's a lot of them. There's more than we can take. We're, we never thought we'd have to deal with something like this when we trained. And those machines, he has these machines. I've never seen anything like them. You're almost to the top of the path when the tiefling turns to you and says, I'm going... I'm going to take off and try and get back to the main force in front of the temple. Leica stops and just says, have you seen a big gray furry animal? Yes. The big dog that was left in the temple? Is he okay? He's guarding the pilgrims. He won't let anybody in the room if they're not a chiefling. I nod and I just say, if you can, tell him we're coming and to stay safe. He nods and then he takes off into the air. And you guys round the corner of the path and you come across the battlefield and Corbin, it's so much worse now that you're down here at eye level. There are just so many of Torva's soldiers and the few groups that you can see of tieflings nearby, they're struggling. In front of you, there's one of the short trees is on fire and below it, there's a group of about 20 tieflings that are fighting this Torvaic soldiers. And then you see a group of those macaques with their golden faces come running from the tree. One of them is carrying a, a baby macaque with her um, and they go running towards the exit. So before we get into battle, I am introducing a mechanic that's kind of combining a skill challenge and a normal up and up duke em out fight. At the top of each of your turns as a free action, you guys can use a skill check in order to affect the tide of battle. Mm -hmm. If you guys get two successes or more, the tieflings will have advantage in the battle. If you guys get two failures or more, the Torvaic troops will have advantage in the battle. You can use these to do all sorts of things. I want you guys to get creative. Now that we're in this, I am reducing all of their hit points to one. If you guys hit them, they're down. Okay. And I'm actually just gonna keep the initiative that we had before, if you guys are cool with that. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay, so top of the order, it is going to be Laika, your, your move first. Okay, so Laika raises her sword and just shouts charge, and um, I got a six. Oh, oh that's not going to do it. So in that case, Laika, after she says charge and everyone just stares at her like she's an idiot, um, <laughs> runs towards the nearest group of Torvaic soldiers and 
she's going to attack the closest one and then turn her head to look into that slot where the tank is. Okay, roll before we go further, roll to hit. Okay. So that's a 19. That'll hit. All right. Um, so yeah, Leica, I think it's still used non-lethal damage at this point. Okay. So I turn my head after I successfully attack them. I look into the slot and I missy step into the tank. All right. Inside, there is one soldier seated at a series of levers and knobs, and he is very surprised to see you. Would I get an attack of opportunity for that? Yeah, actually, yeah, you'll you'll get a surprise round on him. All right. Well, I rolled a one. <laughs> oh, no. You, uh, you do not hit him. You are surprised by how cramped it is inside this, uh, this machine. There's really not much room to maneuver, and, uh, you just aren't able to get a shot off, and instead you, uh, you sort of bonk your head on the ceiling. <laughs> All right, Corbin, you're up. I am gonna, um, call to any animals in the area, uh, and obviously those cool, cool monkeys to come help. Okay. Mm, yes, get those monkeys in here. Yes. I'm I'm gonna desperately try. Uh, <laughs> well, that is uh, 16 with my animal. That'll do it. Skill. Fuck The yes. macaques, as they're running away, you plead for them to, to come and join the fight. And the one that is holding her baby close to her stops in front of you. And she looks up into you with her big golden eyes. And then runs past and she when she comes back she doesn't have her baby with her but she has several other grown macaques and they leap onto the nearest soldier yeah uh, tearing at his armor and ripping off his helmet what's up fuck it up monkeys (laughs) yeah Yeah. so can you transform into one now yes Yes, you can oh yeah i can macaque attack (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to ask Mary if she'd help me cast Fog Cloud to obscure the vision of the blotter birds above the battlefield. Uh, sure. She she takes your hand. Okay, cool. Fo- <laughs> oh, no. Get- Mary did something bad. What happened? Oh, oh, no. no. Corbin, as you go to cast this spell, you reach out with your magic and you just feel it all suddenly get thrown back in your face and you take... <gasps> Uh oh. Two points of damage. Oh. Mary! Not too bad. She, um, she let, Mary lets go of your hand immediately and puts her, her hands to her mouth. Her eyes are wide and then she signs, I'm so sorry. I don't know why that happened. Too crazy, Mary. Too crazy. <laughs> Dial it back, Mary. You don't cast it all. That's okay. the drawback of using this, using cool. Mary is that, that is a, that is a possibility. Yeah. Okay. That is that sense. your spell will just yeah. fail. Okay. Okay. So, uh, now it's Fran. All right. Would I be able to use, like, a religion check to, like, figure out what kind of religious fervor I could get these tieflings into? (laughs) What you could do is use a religion check to inspire them with their god. Right, with, like, scriptures or something. Yeah. Okay, so that is uh, 17. That'll do it. We got two. You could tell, Farah is the guy, so you could say something along the lines of, you know, Farah will guide us to victory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that this is Farah's holy ground, so that they they mm-hmm. naturally would have advantage if they're worshippers of Farah on Farah's holy ground. Mm-hmm. So Fran, yeah, she yells out to the nearby tieflings, Farah will guide us. Yeah. This is her domain, not Torva's. They seem very inspired by that, and they fight a little bit harder. 
Dope. And what are you going to do with your turn? So I'm going to run, like, not past any of the groups of Torva worshippers, but kind of, like, in the direction of the tank. And I'm going to cast Mirror Image. <laughs> oh, okay. As I run through the battlefield, three illusory duplicates of Fran appear Ooh. around me. And they move with me, mimic my actions, and shift positions so that it's impossible to track which image is real. And so this means that each time a creature targets me with an attack, they have to roll a d20 to determine whether or not the attack targets one of my duplicates instead. Okay, cool. Um, their names are Dan, Bran, and Man. Pan. Pan. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's all I can do for this round. Okay. Mary is going to, actually, she's going to do a medicine check to try and uh, stabilize some of the nearby tieflings. Oh, and she got a natural 20. Whoa. Mary immediately bends down and begins tending to nearby tieflings, just healing each of them as much as she can just to get them stabilized. Uh, After that, she is going to cast the spell Sacred Flame. Oh, the soldiers rolled a natural one on their deck save. (laughs) And so she takes out a big group of soldiers with that. Okay. And now let's see who... So the tieflings have advantage this round. All right. Your appearance seems to have turned the tide in the tieflings' favor. And they seem to be fighting well. Uh, So Laika, the soldier in the tank with you is going to attack you with a dagger. Uh, but he rolled an eight, and his dagger clangs harmlessly off of your thick metal armor. Nice. So I am going to attack to kill, just because I don't think I can safely have this guy in this tank with me, mm-hmm. and maybe about to wake up. Eight plus seven. He's, he's dead. Okay, and then I'm going to look at the controls of the tank. Make an intelligence check. Oh, you know I'm dumb. So that's 18. It takes you a minute. You're sitting there looking at these controls, but you are able to figure out which lever is to go forward and which lever is to to shoot. So now you have control of this tank. You can move it around, use the grinding gears on the bottom of the apparatus to attack enemies close by, or fire your cannon at anyone on the field. However, before firing in the cannon, you will need to charge it each time by rolling a D6 and only a five or a six will recharge the cannon. So I think I'm going to aim for that tank. Okay, the one up on the mountain where the soldiers are entering the field from? Uh, <laughs> That's a natural one. <laughs> Can I expend a luck point to re-roll? I guess, yeah. Okay, so that's uh, 15. Okay, uh, 15, you are able to hit the other tank up on the mountain. Roll damage on it. Uh, 27. Okay. Do you want to make a skill check to affect the tide of battle? Yes. I fire into a group of Torvaic soldiers with the cannon to inspire. And sorry, did I roll a two? You Um, did roll a two. Uh, No, they don't. The tieflings do not seem to get the hint. All right. Oh, but you do take out a group of Torvaic soldiers with that blast. Ho-ho. All right, Corbin, you're up. Okay, I'm gonna try and do a medicine check to, like, maybe do some quick healing magic or something. Okay. Uh, 20, but not natural. That'll do it. 
you are able to stabilize some of the nearby tieflings that have fallen, and uh, this seems to perk up some of the ones that are still still standing as they see a stranger coming to help them. I want to cast Wind Wall, and I want to cast it along the line of soldiers that are surrounding the group of tieflings who are defending the entrance to the Temple of Eol. Nice. So a wall of strong wind rises from the ground at a point you choose within range, which is 120 feet. You can make the wall up to 50 feet long. You can shape the wall in any way you choose, so long as it makes one continuous path along the ground. Each creature within its area must make a strength saving throw, and a creature takes 3d8 bludgeoning damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. And I want to try and hit as many of the soldiers when I put the wall up as I can, because basically if they only have one hit point, if they're caught in the wall at all, they like will die. Yeah, that's that is excellent, Caitlin. Nice. I'm actually going to give you a point of inspiration for that. Hey, that yo. is really that is a really good move. Nice. Uh, you are able to take out at least half of the soldiers that are at the front lines on the with the tieflings. Holy All right. shit! The tieflings are taken aback, and a few of them do get caught up in your gale storm. Whoops. But they they are shocked and amazed, and this this gets the attention of everybody on the battlefield. Um, seeing this enormous wall of wind come up and protect the temple. It has a huge boost to morale. Everybody is just in awe. There's a pause in the battle before, well, while everybody stares, and then they get right back to it, and the din of battle comes crashing back down. And, uh, Fran, it's your turn. Okay. What I would know, like, the colors that are associated with Farah, like, yeah. after being in her temple... Yes. What colors are those? Blue and silver. Blue and silver. So um, in that case, I think, I suppose this would be an intelligence, but I'm just going to use a cantrip okay. to put Farah's colors on the tank that Sophie has hijacked. Can it? Oh, natural 20. Nice. <laughs> All right. Can it say fuck Torva in blue and silver? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it sure can. And it does. Awesome. Like has also inspired. She can't see what's happening. Yeah, you don't know. You're the only one that's not inspired. I just I just feel like it's something beautiful just happened. <laughs> All right. Okay, so for my attack, I want to cast fireball on the tank and the soldiers that are like up in the mountain kind of above the field where we're fighting. Okay. So that is 24. 24. Nice. Uh, an enormous fireball flies out of Fran's hand, and the explosion fries several units of soldiers up onto the mountain, as well as dealing the tank up there okay. some damage. And now it is Mary's turn. She's got to do an insight check. Oh, she fails it. <laughs> so Mary, as she is trying to figure out what to do, what's going on, if she can figure out these soldiers' tactics, she is ambushed by one of the soldiers who comes up and tries to take a swipe at her but she instead casts her hand out and he drops his sword screaming and clutching his eyes as he suddenly cannot see oh man mary <laughs> <laughs> all right and now let's see how everybody's doing okay 
tieflings win this round, but now that you guys have sort of announced your presence on the battlefield, each of you will have one attack made against you by a soldier. Uh, so, Laika, the tank rocks as Torveg soldiers, now seeing that this tank has been taken by the enemy, begin to try and push you over. They are not able to this turn, though. Then Corbin. Oh, that's a natural 20. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that will be 15 points of damage. You, they come at you and they hit you hard mm. as their swords slash through your scampy, skimpy armor. <laughs> and now Fran, let's see. Uh, seven does not hit your, your armor class, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> For once. I've dodged. <laughs> All right. So now we're back to the top of the order with Laika. I roll the tank forward as if I'm going to charge a group of Torvaic soldiers in front of me. And then I'm going to roll intimidation. Uh, 14. That'll do it. Okay. And then I'm going to roll back over the soldiers that are attempting to push the tank over and use that grinding gears attack. 13. You just take out all the soldiers who are attempting to tip you over. Heck yeah, like yeah. A- Okay, Corbin, your turn. So I'm going to try and uh, use my my wisdom to perceive what these soldiers are like, perceive their movements, I guess. Mm-hmm, okay. That's definitely more than 20. All right, yeah. You get a better idea of how these deployments work. You can see from the way that they're grouped, how their units are formed, and you can tell which ones are the ones giving orders. And you're able to communicate to the tieflings nearby who they should be targeting. So I think for my attack, I'm going to pull out my good old trusty moonbeam. Okay. You put down this moonbeam, and instantly the soldiers within it are engulfed in those ghostly blue flames. And they go down to the ground screaming as they are burned alive by moonlight. Oh, okay. Wait. Uh, can I? I? I know technically I killed a bunch of guys up at the front lines, but upon viscerally seeing the death of these men caused by my hand, I become overwhelmed with nausea and disgust, and I want to projectile vomit onto the soldier behind me. <laughs> All right, I'll allow yes! it. Oh, I've been waiting for this. It's. I don't know that it'll actually do no, anything. No, it's fine. But I just... It doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> you do it. Can it obscure his vision? Can some of it get into his visor? Roll. Roll to see if it hits. What am no. I going to roll? A d20? God damn it. So uh, you do not throw up on... You throw up on his shoes. Okay. Well, at least I got some of him. Yeah. God. <laughs> cool. Uh, Fran, you're up. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna use silent image, which because I am in an illusion wizard, I can use non-silently. I'm gonna make the eyes of the statue of Farah glow. Oh, and I'm gonna have a female voice say, "Bring them to me." So I got over twenty. Nice. As her eyes glow and the voice booms out across the battlefield. The tieflings cheer and rally. Okay, and then for my attack, um, I think I'm just going to cast Fireball again. Okay. At the tank. All right. That's 27. Uh, It's looking pretty bad, but it's still not down. Damn it. All right, and now it is actually the tank's turn, and it is going to fire at the source of those fireballs. Makes sense. All right. Is your armor class just at 16 now? Yeah. 
Vaso 17 hits, doesn't it? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, yeah, because it has to decide which Fran to hit. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so this is a really easy roll, actually. But I failed it. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. All right. That sucks. And that would be 24 damage. All right. Cool. How are you How are you looking, Fran? I'm at 26. That was a, almost half. Okay. So, Fran, you hear it before you see it. This high-pitched whirring as a ball of flame and rock comes hurtling down from the mountaintop and right on you. And your hair is extinguished. God damn it. Fucking All right. So, uh, bald-ass Fran's ready to kill somebody. <laughs> Uh, and now it is Mary's turn, and she is going to run over to you, Fran. And uh, she does run past a group of soldiers. Oh, they do not hit her, though. She's too fast. She ducks under their swords, and she casts Cure Wounds on you. So she is able to restore 14 damage to you. Uh, when she runs over and heals me, I say, look, what do you think? And I like point to Stan, Bran, and Pan, <laughs> <laughs> who are all also bald. She gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm inspired. <laughs> uh, and then she is going to do a medicine check to see if she can heal some more tieflings. And that's a success. Yay! All right. I mean, you guys already had your two successes, so you're just all successes. Uh, so now let's see. Oh, no. Even with advantage, they no. rolled just... The soldiers rolled an eight and the monks rolled a six twice. Yeesh. Despite your successes and all that you guys are doing, this is an overwhelming number of soldiers and they surge forward. And as they do... Laika, you see a Torvaic soldier with a tool belt climb up into the flipped damaged tank, the third tank on the other side of the field from you. And after a couple of moments, it fires back up and rights itself. All right. And it is back in play. So Laika is going to call to Fran and mm -hmm. just say, Fran, get in the tank. Or Corbin's going to have to do it again. All right. <laughs> I charge forward towards the nearest group of Torvaic soldiers, and I use grinding gears again. You mow down another group of soldiers with the grinding gears at the bottom of this tank. And um, for my skill check, I'm going to use the uh, insight. Okay, well, I failed that skill check, so continue. <laughs> Uh, and now it is the newly piloted tank's turn, and it is gonna, it's gonna target you, Laika. Oh, it does not hit you. Okay. All right. So the, that is the tank, and now it is Corbin. Okay. So we're in like a lot of snow, right, Cat? Like, yes. is there ice anywhere? Hell yeah! There's all ice all over. You're in an icy, snowy mountain. Okay. So I'm gonna, like, I'm aiming for a survival check here. And I'm going to try and, like, use my, like, survival skills, I guess, to navigate the ice and help the tieflings, like, not get slippied up when they're moving about. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's 10. Oh, no, that does yeah. not do it. Okay, so, because for my attack, what I want to do is cast Call Lightning, and I'm going to move over to where Laika is with the tank. 
I create a storm cloud that appears in the shape of a cylinder that is 10 feet tall with a 60-foot radius, which is the whole battlefield. When I cast the spell, choose a point you can see within range, and a bolt of lightning flashes down from the cloud to that point. And then I'm going to target that tank that Fran has been already targeting. And I rolled a 19 on damage. Okay. It's it's looking very bad. Cool. Tank, just die. Just die, tank. <laughs> Please, would, tank. All right. Whose turn is it now? It's your turn. Aha. <laughs> so Fran, like, runs for the tank, like, like a calter to do. Is there, like, a way to get in it? Do I have to crawl through a thing? Yeah, there's a hatch. Okay. So I crawl up on top and open the hatch. And I guess my three... Little selves are all coming in here with me. <laughs> you can keep them out like on the a, battlefield if you can. It's a, no, it's a road trip. But then they could distract people. <laughs> Don't think I can do that because they do what oh, I'm doing. Okay. So they're all getting in. Like I say hi to my children, Stan, Bran, and Pan. I don't know which one to shoot. <laughs> like a tell me how to control this so I can get advantage in my intelligence roll. Okay, so Leica shows you um, the controls. Yeah, I got over 20. All right. Yep. You are able to figure this out pretty easily. So I have to recharge it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, six. It's right. recharged. It's recharged. Okay. And then I will roll to hit that other tank. Yep. And I do not think that will work because that is a six. No, that does not hit. All right. For my skill check. I will um, investigate the dead body that's in the tank with me and my three sons and see if there's, like, weak spots on the armor that we could exploit. And that's a one. Nope. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, and now it is Tank 2's turn. Yeah, it's going to fire for Corbin. Oh, that's a four. It misses you. And... Now it is Mary, who is off by herself right now. Um, She's fine. She doesn't need people to guard her. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like we're her guardians or anything. Yeah. You guys are all at the tank. I love that. (laughs) Who died and made us her guardians? (laughs) The other Kai. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) How how many hit points do you have, Corbin? I have 30 out of 50. All right, she's going to come over to you and cast Cure Wounds again, and that is going to be... Ooh, that is 15. Nice. Okay, and she's also going to do another medicine check to see if she can stabilize any nearby tieflings, and she succeeds. Yay. Not that it makes a difference, because you, all three of you failed this, your (laughs) skill checks this turn. (laughs) All right, so let's see... Yeah, that was really unfortunate that they had advantage. Mm. With the addition of that second tank, the Torvaic soldiers are rallying. They are they are starting to get the upper hand again and, and cutting down more of those tieflings. The front line is starting to look a bit thinner. Corbin projectile vomits again. Stop. <laughs> Not on the tank. <laughs> it gets all up on the tank. <laughs> All right. So, Laika, it's your turn, but before your action, you hear a hideous, booming laughter come over the top of the mountain as Torva comes over the ridge. He descends from the mountain, walking down these steep slopes like they're stairs. Graceful and lithe, he's wielding a black war hammer and 
he gets about halfway down the mountain and then he just springs from it and he falls into the battlefield and slams his hammer down, taking out one tiefling and then swinging it and taking out another and they fly like ragdolls away from him. Farah, he booms, come out and face me or do you leave your followers to die by my hand? Okay, welcome. It's me, Noelle. So there's only a little bit more here before the end of the Into Avalis arc. We really, really hope you've enjoyed this arc as much as we have. It was a bit more serious than the Festival of Lights arc, but it was also full of wonders and plot and gods. So let's talk schedules, guys. We will be releasing some content every two weeks for about the next month. Uh, we've got the second arc recap coming, a crossover with another podcast, a dope lore vignette Christmas special, a super special bonus episode on Patreon, wherein we play uh, Dame's Bingo, which is really funny. And it takes place after the end of this episode. And that's for $3 plus a month patrons. And then, at last, on January 15th, just a couple days after the one-year anniversary of the beginning of Dames and Dragons, we will begin Arc 3! We'll post up the full schedule of that um, on all our social media, so be sure to follow Dames and Dragons on Tumblr and Facebook and Dragon Dames on Twitter to keep updated. Thanks to so much from Jason from, you know, to How Is Then Name Taken? And Megamaniac for your wonderful iTunes reviews. We really hope that all you guys can spread the word and keep the reviews coming during our break, since that will kind of keep us afloat. Not that it's really a break, since we'll just be posting content the whole time, but it'll be slightly different content, so... Uh, thanks also to Jason for starting a donation on Patreon, and thanks so much to everyone who has started donating during this arc. From Brandon, who made us finally start using Patreon, to everyone who followed him. You guys are amazing, and we're able to do a lot of what we can because of your generosity. Thank you so, so much. Thanks also to our sponsor, Hero Lab, from Lone Wolf Development. Have you ever found character creation confusing and difficult? Or have you ever lied to yourself? Because those are your only two options. Character creation is really hard. <laughs> But I have great news for you, pal. Hero Lab is finally here to hold you in its strong arms and make character creation easy. It automatically tracks modifiers for every stat, ability, item, spell, and option you select. It also acts as an electronic character sheet as you play, keeping track of your health, abilities, and all that good stuff. Hero Lab supports Pathfinder, Shadowrun, 5th Edition D&D, Mutants and Masterminds, Call of Cthulhu, and many other games, too. Have you ever realized halfway through a campaign that you did your character sheet wrong and you've accidentally been cheating this whole time? Or are you lying to yourself again? I'm worried about you. Hero Lab's validation engine verifies that your character satisfies the rules of the game you're playing and provides detailed error reports for easy correction. 
You can also add custom content and items to your game, create your own game system, transfer your character to D20 Pro or Fantasy Grounds Virtual Laptop, and more. To find out about this dope, dope product, go to GetHeroLab.com. Last of all, I want to announce that a fan-led project to transcribe Dames and Dragons in print is finally underway! The amazing and wonderful Camomila Phil has already transcribed episode one in a Google Doc that can be worked on and edited by volunteers. If any of you would like to help them out transcribing future episodes, you can message us on social media and we'll get you set up. Thank you so much, Camomila Phil! You are a dream! And now, Chantel. Your last message for a while is Savage Piss. Now go, be active in peace. So Torvet himself is now on the field. Uh, at this point, he's down in the courtyard about 25 feet away from you guys near a burning tree and a newly repaired enemy tank. But he does not seem to notice any of you. Leica and Fran, you two are in your tank, but Corbin oh and- Oh God, he's, uh, he's what? I told close. you he's close to me. He's close <laughs> to us. He's too close. You guys, we might have to get in the tank and run away. <laughs> all, all four of us and my three doubles and the dead body. <laughs> okay, um, we are at the top of the order with Leica. I guess my plan is still to go get the other tank on the battlefield. So I'm going to run into range even though it's by Torva. You'll, they will get an attack of opportunity That's on you. fine. I'm literally made of diamond. Okay. So. And that is not going to hit you. All right, cool. So I misty step then into the tank. Okay. And I'm going to attack the person inside. 15 plus 7. All right, that'll hit. Are you still trying to do non-lethal damage to these guys? Uh, not to the people inside the tanks, unfortunately. Okay. All right, yeah. how do you kill them? Uh, knock them over the head. And for my skill check, I'm going to roll to perceive enemy strategy. Okay. On the battlefield. Uh, that's uh, 12. Okay, that's not going to be enough. From through your little viewport, you are not able to get a good enough view of the battlefield to make any real difference. Okay. All right, um, so it's the tank's turn, and it was able to recharge its cannon, so it is going to fire on the Farah tank. All right, so the tank misses you, and so it is going to reposition and move further down the mountain and closer to the battlefield. Okay. So there are multiple trees on the battlefield that are on fire, correct, That is correct. Okay, so I want to get the fire on those trees... Uh, I just want to get it. <laughs> no, I want to like um, break off some branches and like try and get it, some of the tieflings to like also like use the fire in their favor. Like, okay, against the soldiers somehow. I guess make a nature check. Okay, eleven. It doesn't do it, my friend. Jeez. You do just, I just burn myself. <laughs> yeah, you just you just burn yourself and shit. you take <laughs> shit. Four points of damage. So then what are you going to do for your turn? That tank is still up on the mountain. Yep. It didn't get hit. Okay, I want to strike it once again with a lightning bolt from my stewerm. Okay. It has to make a dexterity saving throw. It doesn't. It rolled a two. (laughs) Okay, then I need three d10. That is nine, eight, and five. Okay. 
Yes. There is a shower of sparks and a gout of flame shoots out from the viewport as the apparatus groans to a halt and then collapses on its four mechanical legs. A little bit a little bit of bile comes up in Corbin's throat at the thought of that man burning alive inside of there. But then he's also like nice. Alright, now it is Fran's turn. Okay. We are all going to move in unison and (laughs) I will use the grinding gear attack of the wheels on the Torveic soldiers near me. Okay. Okay, so that's nineteen. Oh, that hella hits them. You obliterate that group of soldiers and grind them to a bloody pulp. Do you feel bad? (laughs) Do you feel bad? No. (laughs) These guys suck. Yeah. You're not going to like barf inside of the... No. (laughs) It'll come later. I'm fine. I feel fine. (laughs) I mean, you probably don't have a very good view of the carnage that has as That's true. I suppose you Even if I did, Fran feels fine, Bran feels fine, Stan feels fine, and so does Pam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> everybody's fine my little family is very fine okay corbin wants to feel bad that's his problem has he seen fran grinding her gear <laughs> yeah he he barfed again when he saw that <laughs> yeah those men were like right in front of you so yeah, yeah that was I'm probably fact, he probably some... got sprayed yeah yeah that's horrible that is horrible. yeah i'm I've, i'm being like traumatized you guys you're fucking safe inside your video game tanks and here i am out in the middle of battle <laughs> All right. Have fun, Corbin. Uh, Fran. For my skill check, I'm going to investigate my tank to see if there's like a way for it to not suck to charge. Okay. So I can fight really good. <laughs> Excellent wordsmith. Yes. Um, and that is 22. All right. That'll do it. You will have advantage next time you charge. So then. Okay. So. With the appearance of their god, the Torveic soldiers are rallied. There is a cry of victory and of for Torva, for death. Um, and for death, for you guys go die. <laughs> Very cute. Um, the appearance of Torva has shaken the tieflings. They are falling back. They are attempting to regroup, but there are still stragglers who are too far out of the field to get close by, and they are taken out. No. By Torva or by the... By the soldiers. So, at the appearance of Torva, Corbin, you're the only one who's not in a tank, so you're the only one who sees the expression change on Mary's face from that grim determination to fear, terror. She takes a step backwards and stumbles, and she looks down to see what she stumbled on, and it's a man's arm. She looks down in horror at the bodies that litter the field and she turns and she runs towards the temple. Mary, no! What's happening? Mary, what are you doing? (laughs) Mary! No! What the fuck? I'm gonna throw this at you! You promised you wouldn't hurt the goddess! God damn it! I'll make a pact we'll sacrifice I'm running towards Mary on my next turn. (laughs) Um, okay. We're hysterical. Okay, calm down. Calm down, you guys. And now we are back to the top of the order with Laika. Can Laika see that that's what the goddess is doing? Yeah, I mean, you can. You don't see it immediately, but when you look for her over by Corbin and see she's not there, you can find her on the battlefield pretty quickly. So Laika sees that, and she aims her tank towards Torva, and she's going to scream and do a performance check to motivate others and say, 
gods can be killed. Okay. And she rolled a two. So no one no one bought it. No one heard you. But now she's gonna um uh, fire the tank at Torva. Okay, charge. Five. Okay, now you can do it. Oh, uh that's God. a nineteen. That will hit. I don't like it. Okay. Uh roll damage. Oh god. Oh fuck. These are like his last moments. These yeah. are fucking 3D10. Like his last moments. You gotta kill him like us! Kill him. Not gonna kill him. No, he's gonna Eight, be like, it's 10, like gonna be 15. like a paper cut. Okay. When the smoke from your cannon fire clears, bodies of Torvaic soldiers litter the ground around the area where you hit. However, Torva is standing there holding the ball of iron that shot out of the cannon. Oh no. He looks directly at you through the viewport. I wink at him. He cracks a smile. What the fuck? I don't <laughs> like this! And now it is Corbin's turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So Mary is still on her way towards the temple, right? Yeah. Corbin runs the fuck after her, first of all. Yeah, as you do that, you are going to run past a group of soldiers. They will get an attack of opportunity. Um, okay, so it doesn't hit. Uh, my armor class is 14. So Great. Suck it. Okay. Uh, out of retribution, I would like to uh, have a lightning bolt come down and hit that soldier. Fucking die. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you decimate that group of soldiers. The, cool. Your lightning strike catches on their armor and just keeps going. Zings. From, yeah, zings from nice. soldier to soldier, frying them inside of their metal armor. Cool. And so that tree is right there. Yep. I want to try and do the same thing I was doing. going to try and do last time, which is get that fire. Uh, just get it. <laughs> All right. And, uh, I don't know, motivate the tieflings. That's a natural 20. Suck a dick. Woo! Suck a dick. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah. The tieflings are inspired uh, to yeah. try and manipulate the fire to their advantage. You are able to move some of the fire in between you and Torva. Oh, good. Damn. And give you you guys a barrier between nice. yourselves and him. Yeah. What do you feel about seeing Torva? I'm not looking at him. <laughs> Corbin is like l- averting his eyes. He's holding up one hand. Yeah, he is just, no. <laughs> and he is determined to stay by Mary so she doesn't recklessly put herself in danger. All right, Fran, it's your turn. Okay. Don't, all right. don't fail. Oh, don't fail. Don't. You get advantage. You get advantage Wait, on charging. So don't fail. So don't you're... fucking fail. Don't. All right. Don't you fucking fail. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) Have you just been watching all of this happen from your viewport? Yeah, I've been just kind of like looking around going, okay. (laughs) uh, Can I use Arcana to see if I know what Torva would be weak to from seeing him? That's cool. Yeah. 23. That'll succeed. What you know about magic and what you read on Estra is that Godly magic is not its own separate form of magic. It's just the most powerful form of magic. Mm-hmm. And you know that magic can be dispelled. There's a lot of like ways you can dispel magic. There's wards. There's items. I, I actually can think of somebody who has an item. Me? Oh, Remember? yeah. You, you have those dwarven manacles on. Yeah, I, I wish do. we could get those off me and I could put them on Torva. He looks so stupid. <laughs> he looks like an idiot. Yeah. Well, that might be something to think about doing. But for now, I think I'm just going to roll to charge my cannon. I didn't. Oh, <laughs> you have never advantage, mind. right? Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I still didn't. 
Uh, what else we would told you, you like not to I, fucking fail? Can I fail? attack? Otherwise, if I can't charge, like... Uh, you have... All your other attacks are close range, but I'm you I'm a could- wizard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then fire your wizard spells. <laughs> Use your wizard spells, then, yeah. All right, I'm just gonna peek out through my viewfinder and attack some Torvag soldiers. I'm gonna use Scorching Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, Scorching Ray. Thank you. I didn't think it was gonna happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know you were waiting for it. <laughs> so then I I reach out and three streaks of fire appear in the air before me, and I hurl them at groups of soldiers. Okay. So the first one hits. Second one hits. Does a fourteen hit? That does not hit. So, uh, which ones do you want to kill? This the ones towards the front, front lines. Line. Okay. Okay. Now it is Mary's turn. As you catch up to her, Corbin, she turns and she signs to you. We have to run. We cannot fight him. And then she turns and runs again. And as she runs past the soldiers on the front line, they get an attack of opportunity on her. And she passes two groups, and they both fail to attack her. Mm-hmm. Look Good. at that. All right. It's too fast. Too furious. And uh, now, there's no soldiers near any of you guys. Good job. <laughs> we killed them all. All right. So, Laika, as your cannonball has hit Torva's group of soldiers and him dead on, the tieflings seem to be getting a little more hopeful. And they're able to push back a little bit more. And Torva... Meanwhile, is looking directly at you still, like a holding that burning ball of iron in his hand. And he winds up, rears back, and he throws it at you. And it is thrown like it is from a cannon. And there's no way you could get out of the way in time. It's too close. The tank is too slow. Can I jump out of the tank? Make a dexterity save. It's over 30. Okay. (laughs) Shit. Nice. All right. So, like it, you dive out of your tank just as this cannonball hits it and it explodes in flame and crackles of electricity that come off of it and as you are scrambling to get back up to your feet you see Torva still has his eyes on you and he still has that grin full of black shiny teeth he holds his black war hammer aloft and begins to approach you slow steps on snow and he doesn't fall through the snow his steps don't falter over the bodies and just as he seems to have his sights set on you and he's raising that hammer Leica's raising her sword too a figure appears between you seven feet tall clothed in a dark midnight blue cloak she's wielding a bow staff and she hits Torva right across the face with her staff Dope. Yes, suck a dick, Torva. She hits him twice more, once in the body, once in the leg, and he stumbles back, laughing. Finally, Torva says, as he wipes a bit of black blood away from his mouth. I thought this would be too easy. And Farah... You can't see her face, but her voice booms to the courtyard. It echoes off the mountains. You dare attack my followers on my holy ground. History favors the daring. And Torva swings his warhammer at her. All right, and then seeing the battle ensuing between the two gods, the soldiers who are still up on the ridge charge down to join the fray. Those ass chits. And you see a figure at the top of the ridge. And I mean, he 
appears out of nowhere. He doesn't come over from the other side. He just materializes at the top of the ridge. Who is it? You can't see him from where you are. It's failing. <laughs> oh, damn. And now we are back to the top of the order with Laika. Ooh. What do we do? <laughs> Laika flips him off because she thinks it's Phelan, and then she investigates her manacles. Uh, 11. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I learned nothing. So in that case, I think I'm going to use my anti-magic manacles and jump on Tor. Jesus Christ. Because I have passed without a trace. So I have, like, I can stealthily try and sneak up behind him. All right. Well, then your turn is going to be making a stealth check to try and sneak up on him. All right. That's fair. Oh, All right. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put you down. It's really dumb. It's 21. 21? Yeah. Okay. You are able to make it past the soldiers without them noticing. You are able to slip around the battlefield and get behind Torva, who does not appear to notice you. Shit. Okay, now Corbin's up. Okay, uh, I'm going to run after Mary again and try and persuade her to stay and fight. All right. Hey, Mary. She looks back at you. Her eyes are wild Kay. with fear. I mm-hmm. put uh, one of my claws on her shoulder. Claws? <laughs> my bird claws. Yep. <laughs> A hand. <laughs> um, and I say, Mary? I get it. And then I, I show off my body, which is covered in human blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> show it off. Show it off. I do a little shimmy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I say, but I want you to look over at Laika right now, because she's going to fucking die if you don't help me do some shit. All right. Uh, roll the persuader. That's a four. <laughs> but I'm going to use my point of inspiration. Well, that's 13. No. (laughs) No, it doesn't do it. So, shit, Mary, you fucker. Mary looks at you and she she shakes her head slowly and then more quickly and continues to step back. And then she runs into the crowd of tieflings and up the steps to the stone door of the temple. And she runs inside. Okay. Well, Corbin is angry now and he wants to make a point. So he points up at who he assumes is also Phelan with one hand and he points towards the door where Mary just ran with the other hand. He screams and he casts a lightning bolt on Torba. (laughs) (laughs) While pointing towards everyone except for Torba. (laughs) Yes. It's a diversion. Corbin just made a disco pose. (laughs) By Corbin. Disco I- Inferno. Here we go. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, so yes, Torva, yes, yes. Torva has to take fucking damage, by the way. Okay. Because that's how this spell works. But he has to make a dexterity saving throw first. Uh, that is going to be a 24. Fuck Torva. He screams that. And then <laughs> I guess I'll roll. Nine, nine, and five, and it'll be half of that. All right. And now it is Fran's turn. <laughs> Would the person on the ridge be able to hear me if I yelled yeah, at it's, them? Yeah, I mean, it's a big echoey, like, canyon. So I'm going to yell up at the person on the ridge, I've got your diary! <laughs> you better come down and get it! <laughs> All right. Yeah, he does not respond. All the right, person cool. on the ridge doesn't respond. <laughs> it's not failing. <laughs> I hope it is failing. Either way, it's pretty good. Either um, way, it's does great. that does that call just like inspire everyone around me or what? <laughs> no, 
No. Can I use Arcana to figure out if there's anything I can do to help Farah? Yeah. Um, and that is a 19. That'll succeed. Yay. When you try and sort of focus on Farah, and you're thinking of how you can help her, instead you get something else. Hmm. You feel a path unfold in your mind. What the fuck? Okay. And you know exactly what you need to do. You know exactly where you need to put this tank, and you know exactly where you need to shoot in order to punch a hole through to get everybody into the temple. Because you know, and you know this very clearly, you need to get into the temple. What? Take advantage to charge your cannon. Please. Damn it, I still don't charge the cannon! Ah, you can still clear a path with your magic, right? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna use Scorching Ray again then. Okay. 15 hits. That one hits. And the third one misses. Okay. So in the absence of being able to uh, fire your cannon, you are able to use the direction you received in your mind to punch a hole using your, your scorching rays and punch a hole in that front line. And now... All right. All three of you now. You feel a path lay itself out in your mind's eye. You know where to go. You know how to get everybody in the temple. And you know that this battle is lost. Well, shit. There are soldiers coming down from the ridge. Farah is struck once by Torva's hammer and then again smashing across her face. But she gets back up to her feet. And you hear a quiet, determined voice in your minds. Go. Get to the temple. Get them out. I will hold them off. They will not break past my lines. So, Laika is about to approach Torva, and she has her manacles held up, and then she sees the tieflings retreating, and she sees that the goddess isn't anywhere on the field. And then she looks Fran and to Corbin, and she makes a decision to head towards them in their direction and leave Torva. With the path laid out for you guys, you know how to do this. You know how to get through the the soldiers. It's like every time one swings at you as you run past them, you just know when to duck. Anytime one of them tries to get in your way, you know when to dodge. And you're able to make it up the steps behind the tieflings who are still holding the front line. They're trying but they're getting overwhelmed. Soldiers are pouring over the ridge in more and more numbers. You see Marcus, the tiefling who let you in. He's standing at the door now, and he's getting people through. He grabs each tiefling on the shoulder as they run past him. Go, he says. Go. Just go. You three are some of the last three inside. You look behind you, and you see there are stragglers who just couldn't make it. Farah couldn't guide them. And you hear one last hideous peal of laughter as Torva's warhammer rises and then falls on the god of guides' head. Do we see the figure on the mountain do anything? You look, and you see him turn and walk away. And then Marcus shuts the door behind you. When you guys run into the temple... You see the goddess almost immediately. She hasn't gone far. She's against a wall. 
hugging her knees to her chest and crying. Yeah, well. <laughs> We're all covered Second. in blood. So. I've got a, so is she. So is she. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> yeah, we're all really mad at her. Yeah. All right. Well, we should express that then. It sucks for her, but to yeah. be honest, that she could turn the battle. Fran, why don't you go say something? <laughs> yeah, Fran. Why don't you go um, say something? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I just can't. Uh, D- Fran, Dan, Pan, and Van, and all of us, we all walk right past her, just like following the crowd. She doesn't move from where she is. I don't really know where I'm going. <laughs> Laika looks at Corbin and I think like pulls him aside and just says, so I guess that we're both probably pretty angry right now. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed. But we have a job to do. And part of our job that we signed up for meant sacrificing our own feelings and our own needs and putting hers for ours. And I think this is going to be one of those times if we're still going to be her guardians. I'm still going to tell her I'm pissed at her. Oh, me too. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So we go up to her and we stand in front of her. Does she react at all? I mean, she's got her head buried in her knees. She doesn't see you guys. All right. I think Laika bends down then and she says, we needed you out there. She lifts her eyes and looks at you and then looks back down. And she takes a couple gulping breaths and then her shoulders shudder and she just buries her face in her knees again, shaking her head. Laika didn't die, but like, it was real close, Mary. This team... Doesn't work unless we're all together. And crazy. And crazy. And we had a chance out there. We could have won this battle, but you ran away. And you cost us this temple. And it's not just your fault, but you owe it to your people. And we are your people to stand by us when we're in danger and we're in need. And if you're ever going to face Torva, which, yeah, he's your dad and that sucks... You need to stand up, and you need to get up right now, and we need to go so we can figure out what we're going to do next. But that's got to be what you do. You need to put your foot forward and figure out what you're going to do next. And you got to be crazy. You got to be crazy. She doesn't respond for a minute, and then she doesn't put her head up, but she brings her hands around to sign, and her hands are shaking. You're right, she signs. You're right. You were right from the beginning. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have had the festival. I shouldn't have done... I shouldn't have made you come. You were right from the start. I should have listened to you. I should have... All these people are dead and it's my fault. I'm not strong enough. I don't have that power. I'm not even a god. I'm nothing. I'm just a girl who got stuck with some powers that I don't know how to use. And I've dragged you all along with me. You should go. You should go. Um, and you can you can all hear the pitter pattering of many little feet. <laughs> 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 Fran, Stan, Bran, and Pan all come running. <laughs> Are they still there? Yeah, of course. And um, <laughs> Fran uh, throws her arms around Mary. So um, they all do. No, they just are. They all do. <laughs> yes. 
(laughs) She squeezes Mary really tight. And she says, I fucking sucked, Mary. (laughs) Mary, we're all just girls stuck with powers that we don't know how to use. (laughs) I'm sorry. I know you're not Kai. You're something new. But maybe that's what we need to do next, is figure out who you are and what it is that you're going to do. And if you don't want to face Torva, you don't have to. But you have to do something. You have to make a choice. You can't run from this anymore. And we're here for you. We're all here for you, Mary. But I'm so mad. (laughs) (laughs) We're all very mad. Yeah. She sighs. Let's finds a room and she gets to her feet and she's pretty unsteady but she starts heading after the group of tieflings so you guys follow her yeah yeah <laughs> all right so you guys find Zarun in the dormitory where the pilgrim stayed he has been standing guard at the door with the tieflings who are too old to fight and the pilgrims who never came up here expecting a battle as soon as you guys approach his Hackles, which have been raised for hours now, lower, and he bounds over to to you. You're safe. Think the you're safe. Lyga just buries her face in him. We must go. A voice spoke to us all that we would wait for those from the field. Now we must go if we are to survive. So you guys head out with him and the group of those who couldn't fight, they go before you. You and a few other tieflings bring up the rear. Everyone is tired. They're shocked. This isn't a place that would ever be attacked. This is not something they ever thought would happen. You take paths through the narrow parts of the mountain, down deep into the center of the earth, where the tieflings have often flown those who have been brought to the temple for rest but now there's no rest for any of you not yet you make your way through the narrow passageways you see the beautifully carved tombs where they've laid to rest many souls who've come to them and you walk past them and you walk deeper into the mountain. You hear whisperings among the tieflings around you that these aren't passages they knew. These aren't ways they've ever gone. But you can see it just like they can. The way that you must go lays out in front of you like a blue ribbon guiding you to the exit. And it takes a few hours. And when you finally see daylight, you're dehydrated, you're hungry. You're covered in blood. You're exhausted. But there's daylight on the other side. And you come out onto a field of green. The wind is soft and warm. You can smell something floral. And you see there are wildflowers growing. And then you look up and you see the top of the mountain still on fire and there's a crack like thunder like rocks falling like 
a hideous howl of laughter when the fires are extinguished. And the path that has been laid out in front of you vanishes like smoke. But you're safe. The battle is lost, but you're safe. Hey, it's your pal Mike Shea from the website Sly Flourish and author of the books The Lazy Dungeon Master and Sly Flourish's Fantastic Locations. I'm going to be hosting a brand new show on the Don't Split the Podcast Network called The DM's Deep Dive. Each month, I'll be talking to a member of the D&D community about a particular topic of the game like encounter design, tools for improvisation, and game pacing. You can subscribe to the show through iTunes, on Twitch, or on YouTube. Join me and we'll all work together to make our games fantastic.